Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Wednesday, October the 4th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast and our top story today. A man and woman have gone on trial accused of murdering a toddler in Kent during lockdown. Alfie Phillips was taken to hospital in November 2020 after paramedics had been called to Hearn Hill near Faversham, but he couldn't be saved. Well, Lucy joins me now. And the prosecution have opened their case at Maidstone Crown Court, Lucy. Yes, they've told the jury how the 18-month-old had been seen well and without injuries on the evening of November 27th. He was then taken back to a caravan owned by his mum's boyfriend and was not seen again until around half 11 the following morning. He was being carried and was described as looking blue and floppy. A member of the boyfriend's family started CPR before medics arrived. He was taken to the QEQM in Margate but pronounced dead a short time later. And details of what was discovered during a post-mortem have been revealed. Yes, prosecutors described how a pathologist found Alfie had suffered 31 injuries to his head and neck, 11 to his arms, 17 to his legs and 11 to his torso. She went on to claim it was clear the little boy had been deliberately injured on more than one occasion. Now Alfie's mum, 27-year-old Sean Hedges from Yelverton in Devon and her boyfriend Jack Benham, who's 35 and from High Street Road in Hearn Hill, both deny murder. The trial continues. Lucy, thank you ever so much. Kent Online News. Next today, and we've got reaction to the Home Secretary's speech at the Tory party conference yesterday. Local politicians in Dover have accused Suella Braverman of stoking up hate after she said this about asylum. The wind of change that carried my own parents across the globe in the 20th century was a mere gust compared to the hurricane that is coming. Jamie Pout is Labour's deputy leader for Dover District Council. He's been speaking to Gabriel Morris from our colleagues at KMTV. Listening to her speeches recently, the rhetoric that she's been coming out with, the divisive and dangerous um, stuff that she's been concocting, I suppose, I, I wasn't um, I wasn't surprised, I suppose. There was very little policy in there, in, in my view, nothing new, um, but... Um, the language that she's using is, is is kind of moving very much towards what I would yeah consider is, is is somewhat dangerous. This is stirring up hate. This is trying to get people on board with, um, you know, being being divisive, um, and 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 picking a, a section of of society that, that that we should be picking on, which I, I think is wholly inappropriate from a politician. And the Home Secretary spent much of her speech hitting out at. Um, I mean, potential Labour policy if Labour were to to win um, the general election um, next year. Uh, I think she used the word um, woke. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, if if being a Labour member, if being a Labour um, councillor means I'm woke, then I'm happy with that. Um, Yeah, I I agree with you. There was a lot of Labour uh, talk in a a Conservative conference hall, which is is great. Uh, I mean, are they concerned? I think so. Uh, We're obviously strong contenders for any sort of... um, election i'm assuming well i'm hoping uh, rishi sunak might announce um an election um in his speech tomorrow although he seems to think the british people don't want an election um although um i'd be well up for an election some of the things um i think though she was coming out with you know that they're the only party that would take effective action um i understand um 1037 people have come across uh, the, the the channel on small boats 
in the time that they've been in their conference alone. Um, you know, I think the weather is doing a much better job of controlling small boat crossings than this government. Uh, since Rishi Sunak's been in charge, nearly 33,000 people have come across. That is an incredibly dangerous crossing. Um, you know, we know that unfortunately, sadly, people die on that crossing. Um, so, you know, offering safe routes, I think, is the only way to go about this. We do that for, for um, people from Afghanistan that have a link to the military. We do that for Ukrainians, um, you know, rightly so, fleeing war. Um, with Russia, um, and, and we provide a safe crossing for those people. Um, you know, it's only right that you, in a world where there's global warming, there's there's wars going on, that we should be doing our part. Government seems to suggest that you know that the UK is doing a fantastic job for refugees. When when you compare us to other European countries, Austria, for example, um, you know, I don't think we are. You're based down in Dover. Is this is hmm. migration, illegal migration? Is this something that many people talk about down here? Because is it something to talk about? I mean, you know, we just ran an election in May where we took control of Dover District Council. Um, I mean, probably two or three times people have mentioned um, migration and, and small boats. Maybe they bought into the rhetoric from the government. And actually, when you delve into this, I think the vast majority of people actually are saying, oh, my son can't get on the housing market. And so... You know, it's a housing issue. Um, you, you know, it's it, they can't get a job. Um, there's all these kind of issues, which actually I don't think is is specifically linked to illegal migration, small boat crossings. So, actually, um, for Dover specifically, there are a whole range of issues. You know, cost of living is a big issue. You know, there's loads of there's loads of things that we could be. Uh, addressing. I, I don't think small boats is a big issue. Well, more than a thousand people have crossed the channel to Kent in small boats since Saturday. Kent Online reports. The family of a Maidstone teenager have described their overwhelming pain and devastation after he was found dead in Woodland. The top story on yesterday's episode was that 17-year-old Russell Burdett Deakin had been found in Moat Park on Monday. The 17-year-old had last been seen leaving his home near Sutton Road almost a month ago. Well, Lucy joins me now. Now, and Russell's loved ones have released a statement, haven't they? Yes, they've described the Mid-Kent College student as a bright and spirited soul. They go on to say how he had infectious laughter and a warm smile. The statement says they want to raise awareness about mental health challenges, describing it as crucial now more than ever. They're hoping to use Russell's memory to encourage open conversations. A fundraiser's been set up in memory of the former Maplesden Noakes students to help towards the cost of his funeral. His family have also thanked the local community and Russell's friends for their love and support. Thanks ever so much, Lucy. A Herne Bay teenager's been left having to wear dentures after his teeth were knocked out during a mugging in Broadstairs. He was attacked and threatened near the Dolphin Pub in Albion Street back in March. A 17-year-old boy has admitted robbery and various other offences. He's been locked up for two years. Staying with crime news and a suspect's been arrested just half an hour after reports of a break-in in Stroud. Police were called to a house on Carnation Road on Monday night. They reviewed CCTV footage and detained a 41-year-old man spotted in nearby Darnley Road as he was looking through the window of another property. Police are trying to track down the owner of two dogs found wandering near Sittingbourne. The pets were discovered with their leads still on on Parsonage Lane in Bobbing late the other night. Neither are microchipped. Officers did use a drone to search but still haven't found who they belong to. You can see pictures of the pups by heading to Kent Online. Kent Online 
reports. It's day three of the latest junior doctors and consultants strike, which is causing disruption to the NHS across Kent and Medway. They've walked out in a dispute over pay. Yesterday, it was revealed one hospital outside the county had spent more than a million pounds trying to cover shifts. Meantime, a strike by train drivers means no rail services are running in Kent today. Members of the ASLEF union have walked out in an ongoing dispute over pay. It coincides with the last day of the Conservative Party conference and general Secretary of the Union, Mick Whelan, says they're hoping this will grab ministers' attention. We've had 16 months of people accusing us of targeting all sorts of events we haven't targeted. We deliberately targeted the Tory Party conference to raise the profile of the fact no-one's spoken to us since December of last year. A man's been caught on camera spray-painting a road in Gillingham in what's thought to be a revenge attack after getting a parking ticket. At Kent Online, you can see footage of the man writing what is this box for around a parking bay on Green Street. Now, it's thought he's angry after being fined for using it when it used to be for disabled drivers only. Uncut heroin and nearly £3,000 in cash has been found by police in Rochester. It's after they searched a car at the fort and arrested the driver and passenger. A 42-year-old woman's been bailed until December. A man who's 48 has been charged with possession with intent to supply. This is one of our most read stories on the website today. Flowers have been left outside a shop in Deal following the sudden death of the owner. Jason Down ran all sorts tools and DIY in the high street and has been described as a real character. You can read more tributes within the story on the website. Our thoughts are very much with all of his friends and family. Kent Online reports. Bosses at a restaurant in Ashford say they've been forced to close and go takeaway only because they haven't got enough staff. Cappadocia on Station Road had room for 100 diners and opened in May last year. Well, one of the owners has revealed he ended up taking on all of the jobs himself after struggling to recruit. It's not known if the restaurant will ever reopen. It's emerged a triathlete who's represented Team GB was among those to fall ill after an event at Hever Castle. Several competitors have reported being sick following the race last month. Roger Fairhurst developed stomach cramps, fever and nausea despite only being in the water for 15 minutes and has urged organisers to revise their water testing. While Kent Online has been told water test results before the race showed it was safe for swimming. Around 40 firefighters have been called to tackle a blaze at an old school building in Chatham. It spread to at least two floors of the former St John Fisher Catholic School last night. You can see pictures and videos on the website or via our socials. Next today, and Kent Olympian Dame Kelly Holmes has been telling the Kent Online podcast about her experience with the menopause in a bid to help other women. She's been struggling with insomnia and figures show more than half half of us don't realise that's a common symptom. New research has also revealed a quarter of women say the menopause has had a negative impact on their career progression and employers aren't doing enough to help. Well, Dame Kelly, who lives near Tunbridge, says it shouldn't be a taboo subject and she's been chatting to Lucy. I think it's really good that we start to talk openly about uh, things that affect us generally in life and for women in particular, everyone's going to go and get to this point and go through it. So I think from my perspective, it's about being more transparent with conversation, open and honest, so people don't think they're alone. It's like with anything, you know, with mental health awareness or life generally, it's really taboo these subjects because you worry what people are going to think of you. But I think with this um, conversation, I think it's really important that we can expose sort of the um, symptoms of menopause so that women don't think they are completely losing the plot, which I think
interesting because sometimes we do actually think that. And I didn't realise um, that insomnia was one of the major symptoms, actually. There's lots, obviously, of symptoms. You know, people might report um, body aches, which I have had a lot of, um, you know, hot sweats, flushes, migraines, headaches, all of those things. But actually, insomnia was one of the ones that struck me as something I wanted to talk more about because I know it really affects me. So one of the things that I was very aware of is that my sleeping was becoming very erratic. I wasn't sure whether I'm just going to bed too late, I'm going too early, I'm just waking up, but I kept waking up quite regularly before at a certain time and then ironically last night I wake up at 12 minutes past three and what are the what is everyone saying that the biggest time that women wake up is between three and four a.m in the morning if you have this insomnia so then I was thinking well what can I do about it really and the good thing is there are lots of solutions I think first of all it's about relaxing you know Knowing that you're going through it and you're not the only one, I think sometimes is a reason for kind of focusing on the fact that it's not just you because we can get so stressed and anxious about the fact that we're waking up and it becomes a thing. Then you try to get back to sleep and you're laying there and you're like counting sheep and it's just not happening. Um, but what you have to do in that case is either get yourself out of bed, go and get a drink and not be worrying about it, not focusing on the fact that you've got the next day and you know how many hours you get because you're just going to give yourself more stress and more anxiety to be honest with you then i would say that um you could preempt things so look at your sleeping environment so are you are you in a dark room for example i used to keep my curtains open i live in the middle of nowhere i mean i live in kent i live in the middle of nowhere and i used to keep my curtains open and then you know this bright light's coming through i mean i know it's getting darker now but i was thinking no maybe i need a darker room so i did look at my curtains and get blackout sort of blinds then a cooler room because if it's really hot you're waking up and some some people remember are going to have multiple um symptoms so they could have the hot flushes or hot sweats and not sleeping so that's going to be worse a cooling room looking at cotton sheets uh, candles so relaxation around the room is really important kent online news you can head to kent online today to see what a school in north kent could look like once the current building is demolished the final plans for orchards academy in swanley have been submitted to the council the refurb is part of a large government investment into improving school buildings and was one of 400 chosen following a campaign by local MP Laura Trott. Elsewhere, a new school building in Margate's had to close because of structural issues. A panel fell from the ceiling of Hartsdown Academy on Monday night. Pupils in years 7 to 9 are having to do remote learning from home while safety checks are carried out. Bob Geldof has called for new solutions to the global food crisis. The star who lives in Faversham has been speaking at a world summit in Belfast. Now, back in the 80s, he raised money to tackle famine in Ethiopia with Live Aid, but says there are still millions of people who go to bed hungry. Part of the Stockbury roundabout is closed today until the end of November as work continues on a major rebuild to ease congestion. It's shut between the northbound exit towards Sheppey and the southbound entry heading towards Maidstone. There is a diversion in place via the bobbing roundabout on the southbound carriageway. Now, it has been causing delays today, but don't forget you can hear regular travel updates over on our sister radio station KMFM. Plus, you can 
click on the travel blog at Kent Online. And there are new plans to build a housing estate on land classified as being at high risk of bomb explosions in Broadstairs. The site in Sackett Hill is being earmarked for development despite experts warning of unexploded ordnances buried in the area. Some parcels of land in the county could still be hiding bombs after World War II. It means further risk assessment will be carried out. Kent Online Sport. Football now and Gillingham have slipped further down the League Two table after another defeat last night. They lost 2-0 away to Crew Alexandra. Jill's manager Neil Harris spoke to reporters after the match. In some ways I feel hard done by because first half we had the best chances. Um, we have to take our chances. You know, we've had four or five really, really clear-cut, guilted chances and we haven't took them. And then at the other end we give give a really poor goal away in the first half where we've just been bullied. Um, that I thought the difference on the night. Nicky Dimitri was a difference. Their left senior centre half was a difference on the pitch. Um, I just thought he was strong and organised. I could hear him all night and um, you know just just tailed a lot of our attacks um, with experience. And look, when our chances come along, we didn't take them. And we can talk round the houses and sugarcoat it as much as we want. First half in the spells we played really really well. Second half when I made the subs, they had no impact whatsoever, and that's disappointing tonight. Um, um, we try to force the game, try to make changes, try to go more attacking, um, and sort of at times lost our way with, with, with that. So, you know, something for me to consider certainly when chasing the game. Um, just, just very conscious. That's, that's, that's three away games now where, where you know, I feel like we, we've fallen short at times and. and when you look back, the chances created ours are certainly better than theirs, but we, we, we lost the game. As you say, it's not as if we're not creating chances. I think we had just as much possession and crew tonight, if not perhaps slightly more. And more shots on goal, as you say, it's just taking them when they come. Yeah, I was, I was comfortable with the possession they had because they they controlled the ball sort of in their own half and, and not hurting us. When, when we controlled the ball, we penetrated and got into really good areas. Um, you know, we've, got, we've got the best dead ball or set piece taker of the ball. You know, in the league, and he's putting the ball, really good balls, in the box, and we're not getting on the end of them. You know, that's something that that has to be addressed, and, and they tried addressing. And, and, and again, it just comes down to personnel and desire. Um, that, uh, I can't bemoan too much. Um, look, where, where's that mentality gone for us of hard to beat? You know, we give, give goals away. You know, the second one I understand a little bit on the counter attack, but you know, we can't give the ball away just over the halfway line like we did so cheaply unopposed. Um, the first goal just been bullied. So I've got to consider sort of personnel away from home for sure. Um, but certainly look forward to being back at Priestfield on uh, on Tuesday night. And and that before we, you sign off, Phil, I just want to say to the fans that come, appreciate it. Um, train strikes at the moment, and people that have to get home tonight on train or car. And um, that fans were brilliant. You know, stay stayed and clapped the boys off as well. Um, again, no lack of effort from the players or desire to want to do well. Just just lack of quality at times. It means they've now gone three games without a win and have dropped to eighth in the table. Next up for the Jills is MK Dons at Priestfield on Saturday. On to cricket and two players have left Kent. Alex Blake had been with the county for 17 years while James Logan only made 12 first team appearances. And finally, it's the last day to say what you think about plans for a new football stadium in North Kent. If approved, the 8,000 
seven-seater ground for Ebbs Fleet United will be at the centre of a new leisure and retail complex in Northfleet. Developers say there would be three and a half thousand homes, a hotel, medical services and community venues too. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. Plus, you can get all the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.